Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchable News. It's Friday, February 10th, 2023, TGIF. Let's get into the mix here, Jake. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on Senators Warner and Rubio making progress getting intel from DOJ. Number two, our very own Brendan Peterson sits down with Maxine Waters on crypto. And number three, Senator Rick Scott goes on offense on his Social Security and Medicare plans while Mitch McConnell has his own thoughts about them. All right, Jake, let's <laughs> That's get... really well put, Anna. <laughs> You're welcome. I try. Let's get to it. All right. The top story we are leading Punchbowl News AM with is the interesting relationship that has developed between Senators Mark Warner, the Democrat from Virginia, Virginia rather, and Senator Marco Rubio, the Republican from Florida, uh, and on the Intel Committee and how they are really in lockstep in a way that, you know, maybe 10, 20 years ago wouldn't be that surprising. But given where politics are today, uh, it's certainly notable. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, the Intel Committee has kind of always been a, especially on the Senate side, not on the House side for a long time, but it's always kind of been a um, a oasis for bipartisanship. I think part of it is, Anna, to be honest with you, um, these two men and the people on this committee, men and women, but in this case, Warner and Rubio, um, they just know too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I kind of think that the threat the the things that they know are just so damn crazy and so so many secrets about what the US is doing and threats and all that stuff um that um you know it's just like they 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 have no choice they have no choice but to be bipartisan and serious about what's what's at hand but there are two issues which andrew uh who has covered the intel committee and and national security and foreign policy for a long time he makes a couple interesting points here because the two issues that are in front of rubio and um uh, uh warner right now are the chinese spy balloon and the the documents um uh the the Chinese spy balloon. They're obviously trying to seek answers on what what the government knew, and on the the classified documents. These are the classified documents that um, uh, were seized from Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and Mike Mike Pence's houses, um, and they want to know what what were in those documents. and And they've been successful in getting the the Justice Department to sorry, not the Justice Department. They've been successful in getting. Uh, yeah, it is the Justice Department getting documents and making an assessment on national security um, to the committee, which, the, the to be fair, the Biden administration and the Justice Department have been very cagey about. And this is something that Warner and Rubio is, have held their feet to the fire on. Yeah, it's, just, it's super interesting. I think also just the, the the support they've also gotten from Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell blessing this effort because, uh, you know, to your point, it goes to, to the heart of the committee's uh, duties uh, and, the, and the fact that DOJ has been kind of stonewalling them is something that you've really seen them just kind of consistently be putting pressure on this administration, which is obviously sometimes, I'm sure, awkward for Warner, a fellow Democrat. Um, but but now you see, uh, you know, a little bit of progress here. And it's something that, you know, is going to be something that we're going to be obviously continuing to cover, uh, you know, very um, closely. And, and just, I think, also as a star 
stark difference where you look at this kind of close work between Republicans and Democrats on the Intel Committee in the Senate compared to the House, which uh, clearly uh, all relationships broke down uh, between Republicans and Democrats in the last Congress on the Intel Committee when uh, Adam Schiff was the chair. And now you have Speaker Kevin McCarthy even blocking Schiff from serving on the House Intel Committee. Uh, you couldn't have two di more different storylines there. Yeah, the point that you're making is is absolutely right, which is the House Intelligence Committee has been a mess for years. Um, and and I mean, listen, the the uh, House Republican leadership, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, indicate that they are going to try to make it get back to uh, a bipartisan place. And we shall see. I mean, uh, uh, hope springs eternal, I guess. But um, it's it's been completely different than the Senate Intel Committee. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Uh, Brendan Peterson, who covers financial services for us, uh, has a an item with the headline Crypto FOMO. <laughs> Maxine Waters, of course, has her fair share of concerns about the crypto sector, but the top Democrat on the House Financial Services Committee doesn't want the U.S. economy to miss out on future potential benefits either. Brendan sat down with Waters this week uh, where she had a very different strategy and thought process than her counterpart, uh, Patrick McHenry, the Republican from North Carolina and chair of the Financial Services Committee uh, when it comes to regulating and thinking about crypto. Yeah, that's right. Um, the Basically, her view is like, we don't know where crypto is going and we need to be careful not to um, uh, just throw down the regulation hammer on top of the industry uh, f with the idea that, you know, that, yes, there are obviously some problems in crypto right now, and that's probably the understatement of the of the century. <laughs> but uh, but like maybe this is going to be a thing at some point, and I think a lot of people think that it's interesting. I've had some conversations with members of Congress and aides who say that it's not it's not the tokens that are going to be the valuable part of crypto. It's the technology. It's the blockchain. It's it's all of the things that have sprouted up around crypto, which are going to be interesting for the um uh for the sector uh it's not going to be you know dogecoin which you know the elon musk pumped to token it's going to be all the the blockchain stuff that allows collaboration and all sorts of other things um and and i think congress is wary or at least the people that understand this and by the way not everyone understands this on the hill actually i'd argue most people don't understand this on the hill um but um uh it's going to be those things that are interesting in the future all right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. We've got an interesting uh, back and forth between Senator Rick Scott and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Of course, as we brought to you earlier this week, uh, Scott is up with a new ad accusing President Joe Biden of cheating on his taxes. Um, Scott is also saying in the ad that Biden should resign from the presidency. Uh, but now we have Mitch McConnell on Kentucky Radio. And uh, un unsurprisingly, he is not supportive of uh, Senator Rick Scott's 12-point plan. Yeah, remember, Rick Scott was the NRSC chair and put out a 12-point plan, which said, this is not me saying it, this is what Rick Scott said, that, it, that, that legislation should have to get voted on every um, uh, five years, I think it was, or four years. Uh, that would be not legislation, federal programs, right? Every five years. Yeah, every five years. So I didn't say that. That's what Rick Scott put in paper on paper. So the president has seized on that. And every lots of Democrats have, which means that Medicare, Medicaid and Social Security could come up for a vote every five years. Again, 
That's what Rick Scott proposed. No one else proposed it. Mitch McConnell hated that plan. <laughs> and he said, why we Rick Scott is an individual member. Like, what do we what do we care what he says? Yesterday, he said on, on radio, uh, this is a bad idea. It'll be a challenge for him to deal with this in his own reelection in Florida, a state with more elderly people than any other state in America. Now, this, this is just McConnell twisting the knife something he is want to do and something he likes to do and does quite well. And uh, this really pissed off Rick Scott's people. Um, the, the, the tension between McConnell and Scott is just, you know, it's next level. It's next level. <laughs> there you go. Uh, one quick thing before we let you go, I just wanted to uh, announce Jake, we, uh, we are launching a new project the Leaders, it is presented by Google. We are ha- going to have four profiles coming out about um, some of the most innovative leaders guiding their economies into prosperity uh, over the next several uh, weeks. You can sign up if you're interested in learning more about that. Uh, there's a link in the newsletter this morning, but um, Brendan Peterson has been leading this effort for us. It's going to be uh, really interesting talking to elected leaders, driving economic growth for their states, uh, and how they are approaching job creation in the post-COVID world. So be on the lookout for us to be discussing more about that in the coming uh, days and weeks. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. The best way for folks to find out about The Daily Punch is for you to share it. Uh, You can also sign up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day, a great weekend. Thanks so much.